welcome to the Psychic Wave Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Sanishin, and the song you're listening to is Head Hole by Reckling. Um, our guest today is Kelsey Reckling. She is the writer of this song. And you can actually get her music through Burger Records. Um, the album Reckling was actually recorded and mixed by Matt Schmalfeld in Fullerton, California. So some Fullerton pride going on, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Locational pride. I am proud of the place where I was accidentally born at, and that means something to people. But um, I do I do like Fullerton. It's a cool town. So <laughs> I'm very excited that this album was uh, recorded in Fullerton by, by one of my friends, Matt Schmalfeld, one of the nicest people ever. And I, uh, through talking with Kelsey Reckling, found out that she is one of the nicest people ever. We talked about a lot of different things. Um, and it's funny, Kelsey said that she perceives herself as a boring person, but she is anything but boring. Uh, we talked about her interesting hobbies. We'll call them interesting. She has a fascination with birds that has actually... It's more than a fasc- fascination. She, she studies birds, gets up close and personal with these birdies, and uh, we get into that. So that was pretty interesting because I've never met anybody that has done uh, what she has with birds. <laughs> it sounds silly, but it's not. I promise. It's, 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 I was genuinely fascinated because I've, birds are really cool, but um, there was one time where one like, had, had fallen or something. It was injured. Oh, it was, it was caught in a rose bush. Yeah. And I was... Uh, I was too chicken to go in there and grab the bird, and uh, it, the bird just freaked me out because it was fluttering around and it was scared, so it was acting all spastic, and I just I couldn't bring myself to go and grab the bird and pull it out, so I had to go get somebody else because um, I'm a problem solver, <laughs> and somebody got it out and it was uh, it was fun. Um, but yeah, birds do fascinate me, so we talked a lot about birds. And then we also talked a lot about sobriety. Um, and I think it was a worthwhile conversation. I know sobriety is a, a tough conversation for some people, um, but I really enjoyed the honesty that uh, Kelsey was able to uh, form into the conversation because... You know, it's, it's really important. Sobriety is an important thing for, for many people, and it's something that should be talked about with respect and um, a little bit of care, of course. So it was a good conversation. I learned a lot, and uh, I, I came to the conclusion that Kelsey is a good person. Yay, a good person. There's very, uh, you know, there's very few chances that you get to meet um, good people. So when you meet them, treat them well folks. Treat them well. Yeah, so that was a really fun podcast. What else has happened, huh? What's been happening recently? Oh yeah, we had that show at the Continental Room. Psychic Wave presents Bundy, number 44, and Audacity. Now the show was a success. There were tons of people there, tons of uh, friendly faces, tons of friends that I've seen throughout the years that I'm very appreciative that they came we all had a good time. Man, the bands were so good. I mean, it was destined to be a great show. You got good bands, what else do you need? I guess you need a few things, but <laughs> it was still really great. Thank you to everybody that came out. 
I had tons and tons and tons and tons of fun. I was looking forward to that for so long. You have no idea. So, uh, yeah, again, I just, I really appreciate it. Those of you that came got some Psychic Wave t-shirts, and I'm very happy about that. Yeah. So that's the past now. We, we got past the show. The show is a success. And now I am just waiting to go on tour with Iris. Um, we're going to go to the Iris house uh, September 25th or 24th. Spend the night there. And early in the morning, we're going to make our drive out to start the tour, which I'm so excited for. Start the tour, which I'm so excited for. We are going from... Uh, LA to New York and back and I'm unbelievably ready for this tour I need um, I need a little I need to see a little bit of uh, of America let's let, let's say that I need to see new new towns I need to experience new people and kind of just check out what's going on right now because I've never made the drive from, you know, L.A. to New York. Um, and I'm very excited to do that because I think my understanding of America will hopefully be broadened. Uh, right now, I pretty much know only the coasts. You know, I've been to Oregon. I've been to California, of course. Um, and New York. I've been to New York. But I know nothing about everything in between. And although I'll be surrounded by uh, the rock and roll scene for the majority of the time, you know, y you do spend a lot of time in these towns with nothing to do. And I want to I know more about the people. I want to see what they're up to. I want to take some cool pictures and video and just experience it for what it is and enjoy myself. I, I can't even explain how much I need this tour. I'm so excited that Iris thought of me to be their uh, videographer and to go on tour with them. Uh, they're one of my favorite bands, so I'm, you know, I feel extremely lucky and honored. And uh, you guys will be updated. I'll be documenting everything. I got a new flash drive or a, a new external hard drive, so I can be posting pictures and videos Every day, every single stop, you're going to get some pictures and videos, maybe a nice little edited video if I'm feeling spicy that day. You never know, but <laughs> it's going to be tons of fun. But right now, I'm just in this period of waiting, just waiting, waiting, waiting for September 24th. Um, and I actually have felt like that's the feeling of this whole year for me. 2018 has just been tons of waiting, and I'm not very good at waiting. I'm not a patient person. I can roll with the punches if we've got a, you know, if I'm in a situation where I have to be somewhere that I don't want to be, I'll, for the most part, shut my mouth and just deal with it. But 2018 has just felt like tons of waiting. Like, what am I waiting for? For something to happen? Or am I waiting for the work that I've put in to finally pay off? What am I waiting for? I don't know. But I feel, I just feel that way. 2018 has just been this, just this period of waiting in line for something to happen. 
I'm also trying to make things happen, but I think you understand what I mean. I can't really articulate it right now at 8 o'clock in the morning. The coffee's just hitting me, but there's just a lot of waiting. I feel like 2019 is going to be like just a whirlwind of shit happening all the time, which I'm ready for. But it's just been a lot of waiting. I also really don't enjoy summer as much as most people do. So maybe I've just been waiting for summer to be over. If you get me in a body of water during the summer, oh man, I'm on top of the world. But, you know, you've got the work week and stuff like that. How often do I get to just hop in a pool, you know, Monday through uh, through Thursday? Not very often. So summer, summer really beats me down. Summer beats me down, and maybe I've just been waiting for that to be over. But anyway, a lot of really fun stuff is up ahead. And Kelsey Reckling has given me a lot to think about in terms of the the music scene and all the drugs and alcohol that uh, are so easily accessible and almost uh, readily provided to musicians as if it's it's something that's gonna you know it's just it's just necessary and uh, I can tell you it's not necessary to be in the music scene and be an alcoholic or uh, you know do drugs and if this thing is going to be part of my life forever rock and roll I'm gonna have to find out a way to make it sustainable and some form of sobriety is really the only option. Or, you know, like a uh, some form of, I think it's just being aware. Being aware of who you are, what your body needs, what your body does not need. And uh, as musicians on the road, lots of times we don't make the best decisions for our health. <laughs> so who knows? Maybe we'll find, we'll find a way to, to change that stigma. Sex, drugs, rock and roll. Maybe we can just make it sex and rock and roll. That's healthy, right? (laughs) I think so. Anyway, please enjoy this podcast with Kelsey Reckling. Kelsey Reckling. Hi. Hey. How you doing? Okay. I'm moving my phone so you don't have to, if it vibrates, you don't Uh have to edit that out. The whole podcast would be ruined. I'd have you leave. I'm pretty good at that. Your name would be just slandered all across of LA. (laughs) Nobody would take you in. You'd have to. Worst podcaster ever. (laughs) No, but I'm very excited you're here. Um, So I know, well, I I don't know you. I'm getting to know you now. Yeah. But you were brought to my attention by Matt. Aw. And I think I'd seen you on Instagram um in the intersphere what, what would we call i mean it's the interweb but no. i want to i want to put like a sphere twist on it i don't know the interdome it's like the six degrees of separation you probably saw me somewhere through someone on yes. something yes probably but matt um schmalfeld produced your album reckling yes um and it's very very shout good out matt. shout out matt let's just talk about him for an hour <laughs> i'm just kidding let's do it no, but uh, yeah, so that's how you were brought to my attention. Cool. And uh, started following you on Instagram like a stalker. Keep this here. Yeah, it's a little, we have his Polaroid in front of us and it's a nice little memento to 
podcast past. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so once I started following you on Instagram, I realized you're not only a musician, you've got some interesting <laughs> hobbies. Yes. And yeah. um, I guess the first one that I want to get into, um, bird enthusiast. Yes. Bird enthusiast. Bird enthusiast because I was actually like studying ornithology for a little bit. And then I kind of put that on pause. So I don't study as much about like bird biology. Mm -hmm. But enthusiast because I love bird watching. Yeah. I love birds. Birds I, are crazy. They're, they're, they're crazy awesome. Yeah. That's this painting right here, which is those who can't see it dinosaurs in the ocean with like World War II jets and a submarine. And yeah. Anyway, birds. <laughs> birds. Directly related to dinosaurs. It's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Um, birds scare me in a good way. <laughs> um, I mean, like, because they're just. They're nuts. Yeah. I don't understand them. It's you, fascinating. So, so I mean, it, it's a stupid question to say, how would you get into birds? Because everybody, every kid loves birds. They're cool. Right? Everybody yeah. likes birds. But when did you like decide to take that extra step and like start studying, studying them? It's, it started when I was a kid. I was going to like an ecology camp and learning just about nature and whatever and then my mom was into birds like she had uh you know bird feeders hanging and bird houses <laughs> and i would watch them my grandfather had binoculars and bird books mm -hmm. um and then i kind of grew up and got into other things less exciting things mm -hmm. in my opinion uh, still pertaining to birds well, e no, oh, not okay. at all. You just mean you kind of put birds on the back burner. Yeah, oh, okay. I forgot about them. And then... <laughs> forgot about birds. Yeah. And then I think when I got sober, when I stopped drinking and stuff, I kind of took on the activity of bird watching. Mm -hmm. And my friend Molly, who also study studies birds, she describes it really well as like an active meditation I could see that totally. Yeah. I mean, number one, you're out in nature. Yeah. Good step. Yeah. <laughs> number two, you're like, it, it's a it's a lot of patience as well as like vigilance, I would say. Both I've never been true. bird watching, but you know. Well, you, yeah, you're right. You're right <laughs> on it there. I'd be okay at it. It's, uh, it's cool because you walk around every day in life and you don't notice things. And then when you start to notice all these other little things, you're like, holy shit, that's crazy. <laughs> like yeah. you could walk past the same tree every day and never notice it. And then once you actually notice it, you're like, whoa, trees are crazy. I've done that many a time. <laughs> I've sat and stared at uh, trees outside my bedroom window when I was like 16. And I would just watch the way they'd move. And they would like, because they're different branches coming out, the leaves at the big, like, you know, uh, bush, I would say, at the top of it, when they come together, they're all moving in different, like, sections. And it's really strange, but I never paid attention to it. And it just freaked me out, like, in a really awesome way. Yeah, it's freaky. And it it's is. like birds are whole, it's just, you know, and all animals and trees and whatever, rocks, like, <laughs> it's just this whole other world. And it's so cool when you start 
Well, you live in you LA? Yeah. 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 So you're around a lot of stuff. Yes. And so maybe stepping out into nature is yeah. necessary. Yeah. It would be for me. It is for me. I couldn't. Yeah. I step out of, into nature every once in a while. And LA is awesome. Like it's so extremely like the biodiversity is awesome just because you're in a super urban city, but then you have mountains and you go in any direction. You have desert, rivers, yeah. lakes, the ocean, <laughs> whatever. California you know? is just great. Yeah. Like in general. It's Holler. a cool spot. Holla. <laughs> Shout out to California, baby. <laughs> um, but one of the things that I want to talk to you about... Um, with the birds was I saw some pictures and <laughs> you're like grabbing birds. Oh and, yeah. And like, uh, taking notes of some kind. What, <laughs> what, what are you doing? <laughs> okay. So I like to bird watch, but studying birds, I'm like, I want to know everything about them. I like worked in a, uh, wildlife center for like a year where I was, we were rehabbing, native wildlife mm -hmm. mostly birds but anyway so i was like i need to do whatever i can to get to know these birds more one of them what you're talking about is bird banding mm. which you set up early in the morning like before sunrise you set up these nearly invisible nets and the birds will fly into them mm. and you untangle them and you put them in a bag where you take them back to your station which is where you saw me writing notes. Mm -hmm. And then you process them. So you look at their feathers. You look at you can, if you can, it's any information you can find pretty much about them. And you, you put a band on them, an, an aluminum band, which has a number on it. Mm -hmm. So if they are recaught by you or elsewhere, you can have all this information about it. So right. like people have found out where birds migrate to back and forth every year because a bird banded in Iowa was also found in Central America. So is there like a database where you put all this into? Well, yes, but you can't access it. It's like a shared database for people you actually working. You can request the data. So okay. if you catch a bird that already has a band on it and you you find you write down the number and then you can like request the information for it. Damn, it's like medical records. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty cool because you know, you get to look at these birds up close and you you do it all pretty quickly because you don't want to you want less stress for right. the birds. So Yeah, have you ever like found out if you requested something you got the like the file or whatever you want to call it about the bird, and then you find out like this bird's been up to a lot of shit, and you're like, yeah. "Damn, son, what yes. the fuck?" You're just looking at the bird, and it just looks like a normal chill bird, but he's been all over the world, he or she. Yeah, <laughs> this happened uh, one time. I was doing this in Iowa on an artist science residency there, and we caught a male yellow warbler who had a band on him. And we looked it up, and that's that's the example I used. Like we found <laughs> out that it was originally banded in Central America like six years oh, prior. Damn. So it gives you ideas of migration and yeah. age, but then you also like do measurements, and you yeah. just you know that check, seems crazy. Check it all out. That seems crazy, but now that I think about it, birds fly so they can go places. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> it really is. I was like, damn, he had to like drive all the way from <laughs> Central America. No, he flew. But I mean, this bird also is like, you know, I don't know how big it is, like four inches, three. It's a small oh, bird. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, shit. Small guy. Yeah, that trips me out. Yeah. 
hummingbirds, stuff like that. There's yeah. so many different types of birds. Exactly. Exactly. Oh my, oh my God. It's crazy. Yeah. I thought you were going to ask me about the the dead birds you see on my Instagram. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I, I don't... Maybe I've checked those out of my memory. But um, I'm a sucker for dead animals. Are you? Yeah. What do you mean? Like it'll Oh, hurt. it hurts you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll be like... What if it's for scientific purposes? Oh, then, you know, I don't give a shit. Yeah. But no, <laughs> I mean like, you know, <laughs> like an abused birdie. They um, weren't... Yeah. I mean... Did you kill them? No. <laughs> okay, no. I'm confused now. It's... I... Pr I prep specimen bird specimens for zoology lab who has the largest collection of mexican bird species in the world which mm -hmm. is really cool at occidental college it's called the more lab of zoology more lab of zoology you should follow them on instagram because it's so cool but you will Doing see a lot of dead birds <laughs> that's okay but i'll know it's for, for science. scientific yeah. research mm -hmm. yeah so if you ever see dead birds on my instagram that's why people as long as you're there. not killing them yeah no <laughs> good no I yeah. like the birds. I like the birds. Yeah. It's for the birds. <laughs> but <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that's I've never met anybody that's that's done that. So that's super cool. That's something that I love about this podcast is I I'm meeting so many different like types of people. Yeah. It started off. I mean, this is mostly like a music podcast. Yeah. But, um, but then there's so much more to everyone. Yeah. And it's so boring to talk about like guitar tone for Ugh, 30 minutes. I couldn't even do that if I wanted to. I'd be like, I don't know. I don't know. It's not. I mean, there's some podcasts that. Yeah. Like that's what that's all they do. They analyze tone and. I should really probably listen to them because that would help me better describe what I want when I. I mean, mm -hmm. oh, my God, it's a disaster. Yeah. I, I can't even decide when I'm writing music, like what I want it to sound like. It just kind of comes out happens. a certain way. And I'm yeah. like, oh, I guess that's the song I'm writing. Yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't choose that. But yeah. Same. Same way here. <laughs> Well, why are you why are you snap crackle popping? Uh -oh. Don't do that to me, it's baby. Gone. I'm gonna have to kill somebody. Uh -oh. In the name of science, though. Okay. Yeah, it'll be <laughs> it'll be all right. I hope it's not me. No, 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 no. I don't kill my guests. Um, not yet. Not yet. None of them have pissed me off yet. Aww. No, I wouldn't murder anybody because I don't want to go to jail. And it's wrong. Solid reason. <laughs> it's wrong. <laughs> um, yeah, but I mean that's it's pretty interesting seeing what people are up to yeah um but you also mentioned um uh you got sober yes and that's something kind of advertised on your instagram as well um your i mean it says you're a uh what, what does it say here you're working in drug and alcohol treatment yes i what does that mean recently added that to my to my thing because you know i wasn't sure if i wanted to put that out there Mm -hmm. I mean, I had talked about being sober, like I've been sober for two years and eight months. Damn, and congrats. Change. Yeah. That's thanks, awesome. Thanks. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I I work in drug and alcohol treatment. I work at a, at a treatment center. Okay. Um, and I really love the work. I love the job. Yeah. I love meeting people, helping people, and yeah. I learn a lot about people and myself. I think it helps me in my own recovery. And, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's an intense job. I, I can imagine. I mean, um, I've never 
had this conversation with somebody. Um, mostly because it's usually not advertised. Yeah. Um, uh, not that that's bad or good. Just, yeah. you know, it never really comes up. But it, it, uh, since you did uh, not advertise it, but you mentioned it in your bio. Yeah. Uh, it must be something that, yeah, you're you're proud to yeah. be a part of. Yeah, and, absolutely. Um, I think it's amazing, important work because although I'm not sober, I've had uh, problems with drugs in the past that yeah. I've tamed. Um, and I've, my dad passed away from drunk driving, mm-hmm. you know, and I've known people that uh, have gone through treatment where it did not work for them. Yeah. I mean, it's not that the, the treatment wasn't right. It was so, yeah. so many I mean, factors, it, you know, you know, it takes a couple of tries and there's no, there's nothing wrong with that, you know? Yeah. I've been trying so hard. It's not like, I mean, it is a drug in some form, but like I can't get away from cigarettes. Yeah. I've been trying for so long. And uh, let me preface this by saying I don't judge anybody for doing really anything. Yeah. I've had my fair share of a lot of stuff. But cigarettes for me, I feel like just make me feel so bad. Yeah. Like I'll I'll be smoking them for a week and it'll just immediately make me feel dead inside and tired for and sure. coughing all the time. Yeah. So that's the one I'm getting away from now. Yeah. It's rough being in the music scene. <laughs> Surrounded by... I get enough from secondhand smoke that I don't. Sometimes I smoke still, but I, I have asthma, so I try not to smoke. Yeah, probably shouldn't. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. It sucks. <laughs> the doctor said, don't put smoke in there. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I haven't bought a pack in a long time. What kind of cigarettes do you smoke? Should we advertise your <gasps> brand? American Spirit. <laughs> what, um, what color? The, There's so many colors. What do they all mean? I I, I prefer the light blue. Um, Why? Uh, it's not... Well, when I'm smoking, smoking, you can kind of smoke a good amount of them and it doesn't like feel bad in the morning. Okay. Um, but you also get a good rush. And I was doing... Uh, you should be a cigarette salesman. I would you're, never. you're making it sound appealing. It it's well that's the thing is it's fun. I it's totally fun. I have smoked American Spirits, the yellow pack, but just mm-hmm. because I was attracted to the packaging cuz oh, I'm a same. sucker yeah. for that shit. I'm fine with it. It's sexy. <laughs> I bought this stupid $100 oh like wallet thing the because the hell is this? It's a wallet. Titanium wallet. It actually is really <laughs> awesome. So I was having this problem. It's very light. Where it's I nice. I uh, drive a lot for work when I'm dropping off uh, t-shirts to bands and stuff. Yeah. And I'd be on the freeway and I have this huge fucking wallet in my back pocket mm. and I'd be driving like that. I mean, it felt like you know I was I had a rock in my it's pants. Making you not uh, a good kind. Sit sit poorly. Yeah, my posture was getting fucked up. But now this all my stuff fits in my front pocket. It's perfect. Yeah. So, That's but great. I'm a sucker for. Yeah stuff things <laughs> for things well i brought this up the ridge wallet because um, oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> because it's like sponsorship it's question sli- mark <laughs> no 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 <laughs> it's slim and it it i don't know i like the way it looks and that's kind of why i went into american spirits too and i could you like the package yeah and i knew yeah. those words i could say them when i was asking for them oh yeah what about camel camel has I nice did, they had I, better packaging yeah back yeah back 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 back. (laughs) um whatever i smoked camel crushes for a while when i was going through my rave days yeah i feel like i went through them all yeah (laughs) 
the, the all the different types of cigarettes or the, the parliaments, phases? the Marlboros, oh. the what else is there? I mean, I'm just kidding. Camels, yeah. Newports, Newports. I've never had a Newport. I did it. I did it. I, I did it. Yeah, I mean, it's smoking is so social. But so the the drug and alcohol treatment, um, working in that, uh, I could definitely see why it would help. Yeah. You know? Um, seeing as stressful other people. as it is at times, I feel like, and it, you know, it's not the same for everyone who works in it, but it, it helps, it helps me. And, you know, I, I benefit from it in more ways than one. So mm-hmm. it's good. I like it. I didn't know that I've never worked in treatment before until like earlier this year. So I just went into it not oh, nice. knowing what to expect. And it ended up, I was like, wow, I feel like this is the, this is what I was meant to do. It's good. It's hard to find those things. Yeah. Um, so was there like a um, a clear, um, was it a clear decision for you to go sober or did it kind of just happen naturally? It was a clear decision, as clear as it could have been in a very unclear time. Okay. I get what um, you mean. Yeah. Momentary, uh, or how did they say that? A... Um, Things were a little um, yeah, fuzzy. A mo- it was a fuzzy moment of but clarity. But then it was like, you know what? This is the obvious thing that I need to change yeah. in my life. And I knew that I had to do that for myself and for other people. And, uh, you know, after some time passed, I was able to like look back and be like, oh, shit, this was a problem yeah. the whole time. I just never <laughs> realized it was. Yeah. I, I totally, I mean, I understand that. Um, I, in, oh, I don't know, from, well, the first drug I ever did was ecstasy. And I was 16 in my math class. Yeah. And oh, in your math class? Yeah, I went to a private school. That sounds exhilarating. Um, oh, it was wonderful. <laughs> I mean, it was wonderful at the time. You know, I mean, that's why people get addicted to drugs. They're, they're, they're great. Oh, but um, it was wonderful. I'd never felt anything like that. And, you know, I just kept doing them. And then all of a sudden I was doing like three pills a day at school. Three ecstasy pills yeah. a day. Like just That's cool. high all the time. Damn. Coming down at home. Not eating breakfast. Yeah. So that I could have the pills hit me harder when I got to school. Damn. Yeah, it was bad. I like was, oh, <laughs> it was bad. And then I, I felt like I was ODing in Vegas one time off of like Adderall and ecstasy. My, it felt like my brain was literally like shocking itself and I like couldn't move. It probably was. Yeah. And uh, damn, this lag is upsetting me. But um, I, uh, I had my girlfriend drive me all the way back home because I wanted to be home from... I didn't want to be in Vegas anymore. Well, that's nice I was just your so girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. It was a strange time, but, but wonderful. When was that? 2000. 13 how are you now should we turn this into an <gasps> intervention podcast um i don't do ecstasy anymore um haven't in a long long time yeah um and then the last time that i thought maybe you know like i'm gonna try it because it sounds so stupid but i was good at it like i could be in public and nobody would know sort yeah. of thing and i w- was gonna go see a band that i really liked what band uh mgmt 
Okay. And I'm not really good at acid. I freak out too much. <laughs> I like that you are not good at drugs and good at certain drugs. Yeah, yeah. Um, I so, feel that. So I wanted to like, you know, make it special. I was driving down to San Diego to go see them. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll get one pill. I'll take it a couple weeks before the show. And if it's good, I'll take one pill at MGMT. And that'll just be like, you know, a fun little thing. Not getting into it. This sounds so wrong, doesn't it? But um, <laughs> so when I took the pill, I did not have a good time. Yeah. I was like bored and mad and guilty. Yeah. And it just, it was like, like, it was just a done. hit or miss probably. Yeah. You know? I mean, it was everybody else was having a great time, but I was just, I actually was upset that I was awake for so long, not yeah. able to eat food and just sitting outside yeah. Until 6 a.m. because I wasn't going to go to sleep anyway. Yeah. It's like I hate the not being able to sleep because you're on drugs thing. Fucking hate it. And then I was kind of just done. Yeah. I mean, it takes a toll on you whether you realize it or not. I've realized. And whatever <laughs> environment you in, you're in, you know, I just yeah. there's so many variables that, yeah. you know. I kind of um, I think my body and my mind are kind of doing me a favor because when I do like try drugs or from time to time um, to the extent of like a little bit of Coke, like I tried Coke just recently and um, my body didn't like it. Yeah. I just felt on edge. I did Adderall not too long ago and I used to do it all the time and I didn't like it. I was just uncomfortable. And You're so getting older. The drugs, Your body's rejecting these things. Yeah. The drugs were just not fun anymore. Oh, my God. I pounded the table. Remember I said I wasn't going to do <laughs> we could We couldn't hear it, so it was good. Oh but, God. I mean, I wish I was the type of person to make, like, the decision and be like, you know what? This is not good for me. I should not do that. But I'm... I mean, it takes time to figure out sometimes, you know? Well, it's more of, like, for me, I only stop things when they stop being fun. And that's not good because drugs can be fun for a long time. Yes, they can. They can also not be fun at all. It, it's like intense highs and intense lows all the time. Yeah, why put yourself through that? I don't. I I actually, I mean, these days now, I'm like, I can't, I I can't have a bacon avocado cheeseburger today. If I do that, it's not going to be good for my body. Yeah, and uh, I love those. So I'm constantly just fight, <laughs> fighting myself, like. Don't have stuff you like. It's, it's hard. Why is all the fun stuff bad for you? Is That's not true. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> no, but it feels that way sometimes. I guess. I don't know. I feel like I've just learned that there's so much other fun things that aren't there bad are. for you. There are. It yeah. just takes a minute to figure them out once yeah. you... Once you start weeding out the things that take take over everything else. Yes. And it's funny because with time, it just you 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 work it out. Yeah. Like hindsight is 2020, 20. true story. I believe it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's true though. <laughs> when I see videos of like um freshmen and or freshmen in college like just partying and stuff, and I'm like, "Ugh, so disgusting." I'm like, "Damn, those were the glory days." Really? Those were the good days for you? Well, just Whenever I could do that in general. Mm. I was I was <laughs> such a entitled piece of shit, I think. Like, I think I thought I was like... <laughs> At least you can own up to too, it. Too. A lot of people who are that way could never say that about themselves. I thought I was God's gift. Well... Yeah. And I figured out really quick I was not. <laughs> but... 
Yeah. No, I, I hate those days. I College kind of grosses me out. And I know it's, it's there, there's a lot of personal layers there for why that is, but it's young kids like experiencing the world for the first time. And I just want to shake them and go, you're fucking up, dude. <laughs> like, you know, you're not that cool. People will figure <laughs> it out or they won't. I know. <laughs> I hope they do. I hope so, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, it's it's nuts. And it's, like, is it or for me, at least, um, especially with smoking cigarettes, uh, being in the music scene, it's hard to get away from like just the the rock and roll thing. Yeah. You know, sex, drugs, rock and roll. That's the motto. I mean, it's sad because a lot of people who, you know, if they start playing music and they do well for themselves at an earlier age, like you're introduced into that, but because it is the rock and roll thing, it's like excusable. Mm-hmm. It's okay. But then right. you start quickly getting these bad habits and you start doing and acting these certain ways and it's just it's very excusable because it's like well you know he's in a band or they're in a band like they should be doing that like that's what it is right and it's like it's not what it is like Mm -mm. i think being a professional musician is very difficult and traveling that much is very difficult and it is hard to get away because you're playing in bars or clubs every night like you're in it you're surrounded by it you're always and, tired uh, yeah it's exhausting somebody pulls out some coke and you're like i could use a pick me up i am in a band this is fine this is fine just a little bit yeah and then um, there's just like that ultimate stigma yeah. totally attached yeah. to it and i feel like it needs to start becoming a little bit more detached from that because it's just not the reality. And like, you can't just be like, Oh, this is okay because this is my career. Yeah. It's like, mm, well, there's such a, like the people get shamed for having addictions. Yeah. And, um, it's fucking weird that we don't treat it, um, like any other health issue. Oh, it's amazing that, I mean, even, I mean, health insurances, like, won't even cover like treatment switches wow. because they don't view it as like a you're not a safe health. bet i mean it's just you know it's 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 weird it's crazy but we are in a time where things i just feel like people are becoming more and more aware and being more open about you know this epidemic that is killing people and like kids and people who you know, or buying bunk drugs or whatever the situation Dude, may be. Fentanyl it's just, is killing everybody. Yeah. Which it's, is, it's really sad. And, uh, you know, I'm glad more and more people are speaking out about either having an addiction problem. Cause it's like, you know what? Yeah, I have this fucking problem, but I'm not ashamed of that. Like yeah. I'm a much better person today because I am able to admit that and able to like, step away from that and work on myself yeah and like i'm not a fucking asshole i am sometimes i think we all have to be every once in a while but um i don't think that's an issue yeah so i heard um dak shepherd do you know who that is yeah he's an actor um anyway he's got a podcast and he's like 20 tw- something years sober now mm-hmm. and he was like going hard 
you know, his, yeah. his idol was like Bukowski and he wanted to live in a van. Yeah. And blah, I think blah, blah, blah. the same like music goes for like acting too, yeah. kind of. Yeah. But he said something that really hit me and it kind of started making me feel like um, I was pretending I didn't have addictions to things. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm well aware that I'm addicted to things. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I find myself justifying the amount that I'm addicted to something. See what I mean? Yeah. But uh, he said something where it's like, the reason why it's hard to stop getting out of the party thing is because you're you're living at a 10, you know, or a 1. And both of those are really easy to be at. When you're feeling like a 10, yeah, life's really great. When you're feeling like a 1, there's only one way to go, and that's up. So you know what to do. You're going to make yourself feel better. And although it's shitty, you, you're probably going to take more drugs and get back to that 10. And he was saying that the hardest part is learning how to be bored (laughs) because true. Absolutely. You have to learn how to live between like a four and a seven, (laughs) like, and be okay with it. Yeah. Maybe you're not going to like get that 10 that, you know, a bunch of ecstasy will get you to. Yeah. But you've got to be comfortable with like just living a normal drug free life. And that most of the time is just living between a four and a seven. I think that's true. But also... Are you actually really ever at a 10 when you're on drugs or drinking? For me, I'm like, yeah, absolutely. I'm at a 10. I'm at a 20 even. Mm -hmm. Whatever. But then you think about how fucking horrible you feel after. Yeah. Or like not being able to sleep, not being able to pee. Oh, I have guilt while I'm drinking. All of these things. You know, it's like I finally feel... I can just sleep at night. I can, I just feel better. I look better. Like there's all these things and it's like, well. It's not even a secret. It's just a hundred percent better to not be like fucking up your body. Yeah. But it's so crazy that it's so easy to, and it's so, um, accessible. Yeah. I mean, you live in LA. Yeah. You could walk outside and get pretty much anything. Oh, for sure. I'm sitting in traffic at like 8 a.m. Sometimes I'm like, oh man, I should just drive to a bar really drink drink a drink but yeah. you know oh shit dude you scared the fuck out of me right now <laughs> i heard the door open and i it's didn't up, look over holy shit i didn't it's even know i had that himself, door open himself everybody mr match oh god he scared the shit out of me <laughs> look that? i've been looking at your How picture you? this whole time dude i thought it scared me because i thought somebody was um looking through the window and then when i looked um <laughs> the, somebody was inside the ghost of match <laughs> what's up man how you doing have a seat we are That's blessed with the presence of uh matt schmalfeld um the producer of kelsey reckling's album dun 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 <sighs> how you doing man we can't hear you but how you doing i'm good served up the steaks tonight he just got off work about 95 dollars in tips and Did you? um uh, had a couple good tables had you guys can actually just take that off and pass the mic that'll be easier yeah, for share oh <laughs> i'm just here for just a moment just stopping a moment. here on my way home uh <laughs> got a club sandwich in the car <laughs> with my name on it yeah yeah gotta send over some emails to kyle gibson when i get home oh that's exciting yeah <laughs> we're uh, just talking about sobriety and drugs and alcohol yeah some heavy shit yeah do you have anything to Sheesh. say for yourself um you know, I'm really proud of the people that I know that have yeah. that have done it. I drink beer and I smoke <laughs> weed. Yeah, me too. But no, I'm really, really proud of like of you and Caleb, and I'm really proud of Danny. Yeah, 
and it's like a really great change that happens to people and they, they choose to do that and have a lot of respect for everyone yeah. that's been doing it. Giddy up. We were talking about how it's just so accessible and easy in the music scene. Yeah. It's just like a social thing. Yeah. And like overseas, some promoters, they just, they, just are, they think that that's what you want to do. you up with drugs like, Here's and all alcohol. this tequila. And Sounds great, but it's bad. Yeah. Um, it's a... I mean, right yeah, there. you and I got pretty hammered when you were here. True. It was fun. Do you have a beer? I do not. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait. Secret <laughs> beer? Oh, my God. <laughs> you, it's already open. Perfect. No, this the is like beer, four days old. Beer. It was there from another podcast. You don't want that. No, I don't have any beer. Yeah, no. Um, we were talking about sobriety. Yeah. <laughs> You're such an asshole. We're like talking about sobriety. Hey, but, hey by the way, do you, do you have any beer? <laughs> That's fine with me, you know? No, I know. Um, it's it's just funny. Should I put this picture away now that you're here in the flesh? Yeah, we got him in the flesh. Hey, you gave me a fucking me... heart attack when you came in the door <laughs> dude, right then, I dude. Thought, sorry, I was standing there. Did and I was, I was well, taking I, pictures of I you heard, guys. I Were heard, you really? Were you I there for a second? I heard the door open. I was like, that's weird. So the way the lights are in here, it's like focused just on the <laughs> table. So everything around you like kind of, it's out of focus. Oh, my God. Matt, you're going to give me a heart attack, man. Oh my. Hello. Taking selfies. <laughs> that looks really cool. <laughs> my name in the lights. looks good on the board like that. With so, that letter. Like, yeah, her name up there on that board. So um, I think we should uh, talk for a minute about uh, Matt's show last night. You played a nice show for me, buddy. You sure did. Did you play at the Continental Room? Um, we played room? the Continental, <gasps> yeah. We played, and uh, it was good. It went really well. It was um, a lot of fun. Yeah, we had a little emergency thinking uh, it wasn't <laughs> going to happen. Oh. A medical issue with um, with Thomas. Oh, no. Um, that was making it hard for him to Is he drugs. okay? He seems, it's like he's going to get better from it, um, but it just requires, oh. it just requires. I think he told me. Taking care of <laughs> I was very excited. I, I feel that... for him because it's painful. And, yeah. So going to feel better. I, 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 I hope. Wrong with it. <laughs> he probably would totally be like. No, uh, and anyway, the, the drummer was having some, some issues. Um, and, you know, health is very important. And um, it was hard for him to, to, to play. But he pulled it off like a champ. And uh, everybody was really excited to see you guys. He pulled off half my record like a champ, too. He yeah, played on your record? He played half of the tracks on the <laughs> yep. he played half drums on half the songs yeah half half the tracks and then the other half is just him yelling and uh, heckling <laughs> screaming at me um so <laughs> last night while you guys were on stage i think i told you last night but um uh there was after you i think it was you that said we're all teachers um yeah. at yeah. least a bunch of people came up to me and they were like they're not really teachers right and I was like, uh, I know some of them are. Are you guys actually all teachers of some um, form? I am. Me and Kyle teach guitar together. Teachers of life. Caleb's now teaching guitar in a bunch of different places, like freelance style. Oh. John works with autistic and special needs kids at La Vista. Oh, cool. And so he's been over there for like three or four years, maybe even more than that. And uh, um, Tommy's not a teacher, but... <laughs> Teacher of life. If yeah. Thomas was a teacher, what kind of teacher do you think he would be? It'd be cool if he was like a drum coach. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like, like he'd... No, you got to hit harder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, he managed to pull it off, and it was it was a, a lot of fun. So I really appreciate that you guys came out. 
It was yeah. a lot of fun. I didn't see you guys play, um, God, in maybe maybe 10 years. It's been ages. It's been ages. I can't do a good yeah, accent. Kelsey went down under. Yeah, we did. We went to Australia. Did you? Yeah. yeah. What were you guys doing? Well, Matt was Pangea, playing guitar with playing Pangea. Guitar. Oh, yeah. Kelsey and was just doing everyone's merch. Awesome. I was there for support, merch, bird watching. Yeah. Very uh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. I saw all that. Oh, yeah. We were trying to set up a podcast. I think that's when I first hit you up, Matt. And you were like, I'm in Australia. I'll tell you when I'm back. And uh, <laughs> it was it was fun watching your adventures. I'm going on my first tour um, September 25th. I'm going to New York and back. So it's going to be. Exciting. Yeah. It's going to be weird. It's going to be a lot of driving and being tired, but. I'm excited for it. <laughs> How long does it last? Are you last three weeks? We're both on our phones? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm gonna throw this in front of you real quick. Okay, sorry. Um, you said Matt. <laughs> Matt, thank you for coming by. Thanks for scaring the shit out of me. It's great yeah, to feel alive. Bye, God. Matt. <laughs> oh my! God. Who needs drugs when you got somebody giving you heart attacks? All right, get home safe. Love ya. Eat that sandwich. <laughs> what a nice surprise. God, he really did. Were you watching my face when I got scared? Well, I heard the door. Okay, I heard the door open, and then I was like, "That's weird." I can hear the traffic all of a sudden, and then I just—you didn't react, so I didn't look over there. I didn't hear anything. (laughs) I was just like, "Huh." I saw this. I um, thought like multiple times, like, "That's weird." It sounds like someone just walked in. (laughs) That's funny. He said he was taking pictures. I wonder how long he was there. But I saw this shimmering hair. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, somebody's out. Somebody's inside. Matt has oh. a special glow about him. <laughs> Ken. Yeah. Yeah. He's, like he's God. I've met so many people through this podcast that just make me very happy that people actually exist. Like, I, this podcast has made me less of a cynic. Good. Because um, you're meeting people that you're like, wait a second. Yeah, they're good. They're good people. <laughs> well, I've also got this will be podcast number seventy six. So probably oh, over. Um, How long have you been doing this? About a year. Okay. A year. It started on my couch with one mic. <laughs> God, nice. Those videos are so cringy. <laughs> I'm such an idiot. I'm trying to like think of like you know hot topics to bring yeah. up and stuff like yeah. in popular culture. That's not my bag. That's uh, not my bag either. <laughs> I'd rather not. No, I was such a different person. I had short hair. I am was probably the most unhealthy I ever was. It was a bad time. Oh, but then I moved the podcast to this office, and um, this place is nice. Thank you. It works for a podcast. Yeah, it's perfect. It's not a basement or something. It's so nice. When I was doing it at my uh, old apartment, I'd be like, "Hey, yeah, come to my apartment." And these like people that have never met me before, they're like, "Okay," (laughs) I'm just like, (laughs) "Yeah, okay." But when I say I have an office, it kind of like makes people be like, "Okay, I'd rather be murdered at an office than an apartment." I think I would be more. Yeah, I'd be down to be murdered in an office. Not an apartment. It's not too apartment. personal. Yeah, an apartment. You're like staring at a picture of their dog while you're like, t- you know, taking your well, last that breath. That sounds kind of nice. <laughs> but I, I would like to look at this dinosaur in the ocean painting. As you're dying. I mean, no. <laughs> but if I had to look at one thing in here, it'd probably be. That. <laughs> if you, yeah, you're like, all right, or that picture of Matt. <laughs> the picture of Matt, yeah. <laughs> staring into um his eyes as you pass. Oh my god. 
<clears throat> yeah. So how did you meet Matt? <sighs> Matt. The first time I ever met Matt, I actually was just like rehashing this with him because after we recorded my album, I got him a little thank you gift. It was a first pressing of the Gun Club's second album, Miami. Which, when I first met Matt, I was in the backseat of my friend's car, and he was riding up front, and we were in L.A., and we were driving up to CalArts in Santa Clarita, and that's also when I first met William, my boyfriend. But anyway, back to Matt. (laughs) He put on the gun club, and I was like, oh, cool. And then he, I don't know, we just kind of broed down, and that was our first interaction, and then we just were friends ever since, and yeah. I was still living in, I'm from Texas originally. Oh, cool. So I'm from Houston and I I was in, I was in Austin when Matt and I reunited like, cause Audacity was playing, right. like it was South by or whatever. And then, then I moved to LA and we were friends. Awesome. This whole time. What prompted the, uh, the move to LA? I think I knew that I always wanted to move out here eventually i just when i turned 18 i was gonna move to the bay area and then last minute i moved to nashville tennessee Mm -hmm. and it did not work out for me (laughs) i love tennessee i love nashville very cool place. just not a fit for you i just it was a weird time in my life i was young i was just going through a lot of weird shit and like relationship stuff and i I just didn't like it. Uh, I couldn't do anything. So I moved back to Texas for a while. And then my best friend from Texas was living in LA. So I was always out here anyway, visiting her. Mm. And um, and then I just accidentally kind of moved here by by accident. Yeah. How does, how does one accidentally I was, end up somewhere? <laughs> I was visiting here for a couple of weeks. And then I went back to Houston. And my boyfriend was... He like the day I went back to Houston, he left for tour. And then at the end of their tour, he just kind of they swooped me up in in Houston. And then they brought me like I rode with them back to L.A. And then I just stayed here forever. God, my that life is so boring. Like five and a half years ago, <laughs> a little over five and a half years ago. That's cool. Yeah, it worked out fine. Look at me now. <laughs> Look at me now on a podcast. Yeah. Definitely killing it. Yeah. So oh, man. it's cool. I've That's done so nothing weird. I adventurous. Never, sorry. I just never realized that I met Matt and William on the same night. That's funny. Oh, wait. No. Never mind. That wasn't the same night. Oh. <laughs> never mind. I met William a few months before that. Oh, okay. 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 <laughs> Uh oh, somebody can't remember her facts. Oops. Uh, I was drunk the whole time, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Give me some credit. That's how I'm gonna feel about my twenties, I think. <laughs> I surprisingly remember a lot. Uh, yeah, kind g- of. Good? <laughs> I mean, not good. Yeah. For half of the things that I remember. I'm like, oh god. Uh so yeah. <laughs> I've got an embarrassing story. Uh oh. So the other night after a buddy's show, uh-huh. we, we uh, came back here. We were going to do a podcast. Didn't work out. People were, were too hammered. Is this when people stole your camera? I cannot Remember? confirm or deny that that was that the night. Okay. I'm not going to Okay. Oh, I see. Throw Sorry. Any, I'm, I'm not going to have people start questioning their yeah. friends. It's okay. just a lost cause. Okay. <laughs> but um, we came back here and we were playing darts and drinking and uh, my friend Mike from the band iris um he poured me a shot of jameson we were we were taking shots anyway but i was like dude that one's just too big 
um, like if you split that up and I'll take half of it later, that's cool. But I'm not going to take this whole thing. It's just going to make me gag. It's just it was too big. Yeah. And, uh, you know, guys pull the don't be a pussy, man. Yeah. Sort of thing on each other. And it works with uh, boys. And I took the shot immediately started gagging went outside threw up just like basically just the shot yeah checked myself everybody was inside nobody noticed music was playing nobody heard me barf i was like sweet (laughs) come back inside um maybe like two minutes later people say they're gonna head out so i go to give people hugs and i'm like all right see you guys thanks for coming by and i notice that um i'm getting sidearm hugs and maybe like five minutes after that, I realized I have barf on my T-shirt. <laughs> and that's, I was trying to give people hugs goodbye and they did not want to hug that's me. kind of nice though. <laughs> like you didn't know. and Nobody brought it up to me. Yeah. They're like, he'll figure it out. Sweet friends. Yeah. Um, I don't think you should be embarrassed to throw up. <laughs> from no, drinking. but I don't get embarrassed very often. Yeah. And when I do, I, it like rattles me to my core i hate it yeah it's uh i hate that feeling yeah it's horrible make a fool of yourself from alcohol see this is my thing i probably have done it so many times that i mean whatever <laughs> well, it's, it's best yeah. not to reflect on yeah. the things that mm. well i think that like when i'm not drinking and i'm exercising daily and i'm um eating healthier that I mean, it's just true. I know it's true. I get so much more done. And like, I'm, yeah, you got a glow about you. And it's hard. It's super hard. I I don't think I've been more than a month sober from like any substance mm-hmm. since I was like 16. Yeah. Which is. Yeah. I mean, neither had I since, you know, 14, 14. Yeah. Damn. Oh, yeah. I was huffing at 14. So. I was an idiot. Yeah, it's it's weird. I mean, when I, you know, for me, it was just such an obvious decision that, like, it wasn't hard for me because it wasn't like a, uh, like, do I need to do this? Like, do I not need to do this? Like, yeah, I don't need to do it. I feel like it's more hard because, you know, a few months before that, I, I had been contemplating it, but I was never going to act on it because right. you're I just didn't like, this is getting tough. Need to. And then some things happened where mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is like, I just got slapped in the face big time. And like the only, you know, the only thing there is, is the problem. Right. And that's what it is. Yeah. So. I did what I had to do. Here I am. I feel much better. I think everyone who is in my life feels much better. <laughs> You're making and, it easier uh, on them. Yeah, you know, I gave people a hard time and it's awesome that, you know, people the people who stuck by me stuck by me and you know, That's awesome. I'm thankful for that and for them. So so what 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 excites you about life? What's 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 the good stuff you got going on right now? Um I I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know, dude. Uh, um, what excites me right now? Yeah. I guess so. The last couple of weeks have been intense for me because I was I left my job at the treatment center to go work at another treatment center uh-huh. and I just wasn't sure I wanted to do that and I did it and then it was kind of stressing me out because it was really far away and all and I just like what did I do like why did I leave the other place that I loved and then 
And then I quit, and then they took me back on my other job, and I'm really happy to be back <laughs> at the other job. You're like, sorry, I Not can't that make the other place mind. was bad. It was just, you know, they're both great facilities. I just, for my sanity, driving that far was just too much for me. Right. And uh, driving too far will make me want to yeah. drink. So it's exciting <laughs> to be back at the job that I love with my coworkers who I love. And. What else? I don't know. Um, I feel like I'm a pretty boring person now. That I feel like mm-hmm. whenever I was like partying and stuff, people were like, yeah, yeah, you party. And now I'm like, I'm usually in bed at like 9 p.m. I get up at 5 a.m. to Damn. go to work. And then like I hang out. Yeah. I mean, What's that's a good stuff. What's an exciting thing that's going to happen? Oh, this is exciting. Um, well, it, has, it doesn't really have to do with me, but I'm excited for it. Okay. It's, <laughs> it's my uh, my boyfriend's band, Pangea, is releasing a new... I, sh- I don't even know if I should be saying this. They're releasing a new EP, but we just accidentally created like half of the album artwork last night nice yeah so it's exciting and there's a new song coming out in the next couple of days and i sing on a couple of them awesome that makes it's like full circle (laughs) so cute it's not no (laughs) it's not stop it no but that's awesome um it's exciting yeah matt got me into pangea cool um he gets me into a lot of stuff that's awesome yeah but um (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. um i wasn't making fun of you (laughs) sorry i get in like character mode no it's Um, fine but that's awesome yeah Yeah. i've been you know trying to search out new music and find people that are just staying active you know that just are excited about what they're doing because that makes me excited yeah for everything and i found out that you know, the the music world is a lot smaller world than you think. Yeah. And um, in the music world, the good people, there's a lot more of them than you'd think. Yeah, um, totally. There's the, some shitty people for sure. Yeah. I've met a lot of them. Most of the time, the shitty people don't last, but there are a few that somehow keep yeah. up appearances. Yeah. Um, oh, man, I've met so many. What kind of shitty people I've are we talking met about? so many assholes. What kind of assholes? What have they done? I mean, they haven't, I mean, okay, I've met some assholes who have done some things that, you know, are actually serious, you know, taking advantage of people and whatever. Oh, actually, no, yeah. So that's fucked up. I mean, you know, but then there's just total pretentious people out there. Right. And it's like, I don't want to be associated with you. Right. Your head is too far up your own ass. Yeah. Good luck with that. Yeah. I've met. Oh, I can't. Don't even get me started. I won't. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me about it. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, I mean, yeah, I think one of the, the, the craziest things, um, which is something that I think is getting good, uh, good, good publicity in the way that like it's being talked about more and more is um you know how often uh like bands take advantage of women it happens a lot and um there's a few factors that i think go into it number one if you're a good person you just don't do that so that that should be clear yeah but when you live your life on the road and you're going town to town and you're getting fucked up and most of these guys have i mean that goes um, totally back to the accessibility yeah like you know especially if you're doing it at a younger age and yeah 
you kind of grow up from 17 to mid 20s doing this. It's Mm -hmm. like that's what you know. That's what you've learned. And because that's accessible, it kind of brings on these behaviors that it does. Yeah. yeah, It's It's, unfortunate. It's Lord of the Flies out there, man. You you give people uh, drugs, booze, um, uh, you know, late nights. Yeah. You know, uh, lots of. But uh, it's good that people are speaking up and people are talking about it more and more. And I think that's really important. And I think that in this Internet age, like having that platform to be able to do that mm -hmm. is pretty incredible. And I don't know. It's just. It's yeah. Well, I mean, it. I I wish that people would just not do these things. Um, but I think that is. Uh, there's a lot of factors that go into that: mental health, substance abuse. Yeah. Um. Uh. Just being around bad people, and um, just so many other things. But what I think is great about it is, if you fuck up, it will ruin your career. You yeah. like if you decide like you don't to be deserve a, to have that career if you're gonna be using it to yes. prey on people, take advantage of people, you know, right? Just if you're a bad person and you're using your quote unquote career to like back that up, then you don't deserve it, right? And I think I agree, and I think that with the internet, it makes um, you have to be more accountable. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of stuff that I've said on this podcast that I would not say again. Yeah. And I've worked out these conversations with people. Yeah. Um, You know, what's funny, what's not funny mm-hmm. sort of stuff. Yeah. And I'm, you know, it may... I'm okay with, like, being mad at my past self. I think like, it's good. I mean, if you are able to look back and have those conversations and realize and learn from it and then change Mm -hmm. that's what that's what it's about like that's growing as a person and the fact that you know you have this and maybe you've had conversations or said things in the past and like someone else has brought it to your attention like i just think it's cool that you can admit that and be able to i think i have change i mean yeah it i talk you're responsible for (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. you know it's like being responsible for yourself your actions and you know what you do and say it's difficult but if you can own up to it then that's you're already ahead of many thank you um it feels weird saying thank you to somebody saying good job on being a decent human but but thanks (laughs) (laughs) oh man i mean i grew up with a super racist family that didn't know they were racist. You know what I mean? Or like they just accepted that they were going to make certain jokes. Yeah. And, um, you know, those people in my family that I grew up with, they've got kids now. And, um, it fucking, it's awkward, but I have to call out, uh, their parenting skills and, uh, the things that they're saying about, other people in front of their kids and be like that is not cool man you cannot be saying that like it's (sighs) such a weird like generational thing too because it's like and it's not excusable and i think you know people 
from older generations are too learning now Mm -hmm. and it's that's awesome too but you know it because it was no one ever spoke up about that or against that it's like oh this is okay to say this is okay to do like no one's said or told me otherwise so it's you know it's good that we're all kind of in this together learning yeah hopefully some people you know some people don't want to learn, yeah. and you, you can't help those people. Yeah, and you know, maybe something <laughs> will happen that will eventually make them want to learn or mm-hmm. change or whatever, you mm-hmm. know, whatever the situation is. There's just so many cards there. Well, I'm glad that we've got the internet and that people are talking because I think, you know, I hear this thing where people say the good old days, and like, unless you're talking about your childhood and you had fun as a kid, that like those are good old days. But if you're talking about like the past past, like... <laughs> 50s 60s 70s 80s 90s like there's just it i think it does get better and better uh each year that goes on yeah because of i think the internet and people talking there's just a lot you know like so many changes all the time that it's like you introduce all this this new bulk of things and ideas and ways and it's just (sighs) you have to be so cool these days and there's a lot of information and people like get caught up in the coolest people are the people who are not trying to be cool. I used to look at people um who I thought were cool and think that they just got lucky. <laughs> I did. I just thought they got lucky. I was like, "Oh, how are they living in that cool like studio apartment in LA and this was when I was like 16." And how are they, like, dating that gorgeous person and all their friends do art and music and they're always having fun and people are taking pictures of them and they're just, like, sharing this great life that's just, oh, it just happened. Yeah. And I'm just like, no, it doesn't just happen. You have to work at being a good person and then the people you enjoy hopefully accept you. Yeah. Or, like, you surround yourself with the people who you ultimately want to be surrounded with and that goes for the people who... Are around too, you know? and if you're a dick, you're not gonna. They're not gonna want you around. You'd be surprised, really. I, I mean, no, I know a lot of people who <laughs> suck, and I'm like, all right, you look like you're doing just fine. Which, which, <laughs> wait, which what? is <laughs> wait, in what, in what way? What are you talking about? You're saying like, unless you're a dick and no one wants you around, but I'm like, right. I know a lot of shitty people who like people love having them around, right. and it's like, you know, whatever. I don't. I just fucking mind my own business now <laughs> it's good it's good to be boring let's live between fours and sevens i think four i think it's solid i think four through seven is solid yeah i could do that because i go out and i'm like i'm so bored i'm so tired why am i at this show why am i at this bar mm-hmm. i'm seeing my friends i love my friends i'd rather go to sleep and then i'm like you know what enjoy your time out yeah. And then you'll go to sleep. Yeah. And it's fine. Don't regret the stuff you've and already And maybe it doesn't even decided. feel like four to seven. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Trick yourself. It's not a trick. No, no. Make, make your fours and sevens tens. They are actually... The tens that he's talking about are actually not tens. Pseudo tens. And the four tens. to sevens that he's talking about are actually the tens. Yeah. Don't be fooled, uh, people. I know. It's so easy to be fooled. Like. I know. <laughs> okay, so we're at the end of this here. And um, one thing that I ask everyone is, um, 
Number one, what was the first record you bought with your own hard-earned money? Oh, man. Okay. And we'll do that one first. Okay. Fuck. Hold on. I have to think for a second. Okay. Okay. With hard-earned money or just like straight up money? I mean, you could be lazily earned money, but like money that like it was your money, not like somebody bought it for you or your parents got it yeah. for you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Like you bought it. <clears throat> yeah. I, a lot of my first records I was like given, given. Um, okay. Let me think first record i bought with my hard-earned money mm-hmm. this is too hard i can't remember okay i'll tell you mine uh, anybody that has listened to the podcast they um they've heard this a bunch but i love saying it it's funny to me so i start with the first cd that i asked like the first thing that i was interested in i told my parents i was like please please buy me this yeah and it was um an aaron carter cd hell yeah right that's so awesome and i want candy on there and like a bunch of stuff <laughs> And um, oh I thought I thought it was great. And then you got it on vinyl. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. But then I quickly realized that it was not as great as I thought. And um, I the first thing I ever bought with money that I made was Radiohead's In Rainbows. Okay. And I actually was like, cool. Oh, okay. This is a step up. This is music, music. And um, so that was my redemption. Okay. But. Aaron Carter kind of scarred me. No, I think that's great. <laughs> I th- I remember the first CDs that I got because I won them in bingo. Okay, let's do this. It was like, I won at bingo, and then I went up to the table, and like, if you win, you get to pick out a prize. And I was like, I want CDs, I want music. And it, the only two CDs up there were... Dixie Chicks and Kenny Loggins. Oh boy! <laughs> and I got both of them. And then I remember asking—I remember asking my parents to buy me the Eiffel 65 CD. Damn! Yeah, yeah. that's a fucking throwback. Yeah. So oh, those boy. were so those were some of the first CDs that I had. Uh, <laughs> I had the records. Um, though. I don't know. Man. I asked my parents to buy me the Aqua CD with Barbie Girl on it. Oh, hell yeah. I was bumping that I shit. I still remember what the CD looks like, too. The yeah. like, blue kind of like disco ball looking mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Oh, man. Good times. Um, I think <laughs> the first record I bought with my with my money was... was It was a gift for someone else. Oh, okay. Well, it ended up being a gift for someone else. It was like I bought it in LA. I was here. What, it was 2005. Mm-hmm. And I was here and I bought, I don't know what record store it was. I don't know anything because it was like the first, it was the first time I ever came to LA mm. and uh, I bought a Damned album, oh, cool. The Damned live in, I don't remember the year, but I remember giving <laughs> it to this guy that I used to know. <laughs> very eloquently put um and the last question i like to ask people is give us a um band or musician we should be listening to new old doesn't matter okay gotta say one one you gotta say one that's the hard part that's what i do forever just you gotta recommend some okay okay you fine fine (laughs) give me a new and an old go for it maybe i'll have to switch it up people get angry at me that i say one okay okay old (laughs) Uh who still play X mm-hmm. from Los Angeles. Actually, um, they played at Marty's on Newport recently. Yeah, and I was there um, like one of the mornings with uh, my friend Tiff. She works there, 
and a bunch of their set lists were just um, left there. And cool. they had like written on them, like yeah. little side notes and stuff. So I took them home. That's so cool. But yeah, that's fun. awesome. Yeah, they are one of my favorite bands. They've been one of my favorite bands since I was like fourteen or fifteen. So you were cool early. I just liked. I I was into punk music from mm-hmm. forever. I like punk music. I mean, I like a lot of things, but that's one consistent thing I think that has kind of remained throughout my life. So mm-hmm. you know. And I knew like some cool people who I thought were cool, and like they Got like it. I had a friend. She would make me mixtapes with, <laughs> you know, all sorts of shit on it, like Aren't shit I just didn't like. Yeah, I mean, you, I learned a lot from them, and you know, so X, yes, very good, good songwriters. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, the lyrics, everything, it's good stuff. People, <laughs> new band, I don't know. I thought about this on the way here because I was like, I bet he's going to ask me, like, what's a band right now that you're into? And I'm like, I don't know if I'm, like, that <laughs> into any bands right now. Mm. Um, I'm going to say my friend's band, Patsy's Rats. Patsy's Rats. I gave you Yeah, you, got, you brought me a bunch of goodies, and I'm so thankful for yeah. that. I appreciate it a lot. Yeah. So I think um, everybody should be listening to Kelsey Reckling. And um, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I appreciate it. (laughs) Thank you, thank you. (laughs) All right, you beautiful pieces of shit. That just about does it for this episode of the Psychic Wave podcast with guest Kelsey Reckling. Kelsey, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I appreciate it. Uh, And, you know, the gifts... We're fucking amazing. I'm going to, you know, do my thing today at work and put some of those records on. I'm going to listen to your cassette. It's going to be great. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, You're a wonderful guest, and you are welcome back anytime. So, folks, if you want to follow the Psychic Wave podcast, you can. We are on Instagram, and that is at the Psychic Wave. And if you don't know how to spell psychic, I can't help you. It does not start with an S. (laughs) starts with a p um and uh, you can follow my personal account if you want to as well i'm on instagram as andrew sanishin and sanishin is spelled s-a-n-y-s-h-y-n it's fucked up i know i didn't make it but i like it so who cares so folks i've got something really fun going on i'm going to be at the federal in north hollywood tomorrow night supporting my boys three sides for their EP release party. You should come hang out, come party, come pick up one of their EPs. It's going to be great. We're all going to listen to some great music and hang out and just enjoy the uh, crowning achievement of three sides. I can't wait to hear their new EP. Come party with me. Come say hi to the boys. Maybe, you know, talk to us. It'll be great. Everybody's going to have a good time. So September 14th, which is tomorrow night, Friday night at the Federal in North Hollywood, Three Sides EP release party. Doors are at 7 p.m., 21 plus, baby. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. So excited. I can't hide it. I won't hide it. I'm going to broadcast it on this podcast. (laughs) All right, guys, thanks for listening. Um, We're going to close out the show 
by playing another song off of Kelsey Reckling's album Reckling, which is available now at Burger Records. And that song is called The Glass. (laughs) 